Hi and welcome to Movie Ala podcast. We are back with another Just Because We Can episode and today we are talking about Basu Bharachare who is a Hindi movie director and he was mostly active between late 60s to late 90s so about 20 years and he uh, also won a national award for his second film uh, which was Teesri uh, Kasam which is one of my favorite films of his. So before we move forward uh this is a choice of flo flo picked uh basu bharachare so i'm going to let her talk why did you pick this director okay, why did i pick him because um, obviously you know i didn't grow up in the 70s <laughs> oh really <laughs> so i hadn't seen his movies right and i'm just assuming that it just seems like the kind of movies that they would play on dd Mhm but I somehow missed the train and then very late in life like I think I discovered him maybe 5 years back you know it's been that recent how did you discover him so my friend you know she's bengali uh, so she kind of recommended this she said oh my god flo have you seen this movie i said no i haven't she was like no you have to watch it so she told me about it and that's how i watched his movie the first movie that i watched of his was anubhav i watched it and i just fell in love with it just the simplicity of it and the way you know the story was told and the directing style and everything about it and i became so obsessed with this guy that i googled him obviously and then i found out that anubhav the movie that i watched was one of the three movies that he made so he made like a trilogy of uh, marital drama so anubhav was the first one in that trilogy and then there were other two so i was obviously i was like oh my god i have to finish watching the other two as well and then and then i equally loved them as well so yeah that is how i came across his his movies okay so these are the three movies we are uh, going to be focusing on in this episode which uh, flo just said anubhav which came out in 1971 avishkar which came out in 1973 and grah pravesh which came out in 1979 okay let's start with anubhav it stars our favorite sanjeev kumar and tanuja oh my god heart yes <laughs> do you want to give a synopsis of the story okay sure so anubhav is the story about this upper middle class couple meeta and amar the story starts when they are like 4 years into their marriage or you know something like that something along those lines and the story is about how he's a very busy person so he hardly gets any time at home and you know time to spend with his wife and they have everything in the world you know they're obviously very rich and they have you know servants doing everything that they need and all that but then you know there's this there's this little sadness which is because they don't get to spend time so the whole movie is about how tanuja kind of tries to bring back the romance that they missed out on right? so that's pretty much the the story yeah and then there's this uh, her ex lover who comes into the scene because he ends up being employed by sanjeev kumar and it's never clear whether sanjeev kumar knows that he is her ex lover or doesn't know you know it's never very clear it's always in like a very murky kind of a situation so i know you love this movie but for me <laughs> i hated this movie i was like why so i was on board for like first say 20 30 minutes right. right i was like okay they are probably building it up and i was like okay yeah they're showing the upper middle class the socializing and then you know i like the relationship between the house help you know ak hangal and meeta and i also liked how she navigates her marital life you know how she i couldn't understand because she doesn't live with her in-laws right mm-hmm. it's just 
she and her husband and they live like a nuclear family and they live in a very modern setting so i was not like i felt there was the he didn't write the story in a way for me to get on board like you give need to give a little bit of a back story like i have no clue why is it that she wasn't able to i think it was 6 years if i'm not wrong that they were married 4 to 6 years somewhere around there that's a really long time to not find your footing i understand if you don't find your footing when you have a you know big family you're living with and there are a lot of people or you're newly married but if you are if you're just it's just you and your husband and you have nothing else and it's not like she was working either so it's not that and it's not like she had a kid so it's not that so i was not 100% sure that why she took so long to find that moment mm. where she was you know addressing this problem and even when they do i felt the writing was very choppy like i love these kind of stories right so it's not something that i don't like this genre it's very in sync with uh, you know what uh, gulzar does so i it's this is my world i love this world but somehow i was not on board with this world i wasn't i wasn't convinced by mm. the actions of these characters they had been married for like 6 years 6 odd years right and i feel like you know maybe at that point coming to your question you know about why didn't she like do something about it you know sooner i don't know i could be wrong but i think it's more to do with the intimacy that she kind of felt like is gone from the marriage because they've been married for 6 years you know how sometimes when you've been married for so long you kind of lose that the closeness the physical intimacy and then obviously they also kind of show that she now wants to have a kid maybe now finally after 6 years she's like okay you know i think our marriage needs a baby yeah no i i totally get that and i think you're right i think that was intimacy and the kid was a very important factor but the way their relationship was being shown they were being shown as newly married like they literally didn't know anything about each other like she didn't know that her husband likes to eat paratha for you know for as a meal she didn't know how he likes his tea and he didn't know what she likes so the way they were showing was as if they're newly married and they're just discovering each other right. so i you know i felt like there was yeah these were the pieces that were missing i wasn't on board with the fact i i wasn't buying i his later works like the one like one of the other movies he made one of the last ones he made was with rekha and ompuri aastha and that is the movie where you see that you know they've been married for i think don't quote me but like something like 10 or 12 some th- long years and that is when they show the lack of intimacy and then you know how she kind of how she sees herself like she still craves you know she's still a sexual being but you know but they have responsibilities they have a son and all that so in that movie i feel like he was able to show that yes okay you know a certain amount of time has passed and this is where they are now but i felt like this was lacking here and i want to say this is probably because it was his first movie but then i have seen teesri kasam which was one of his first movies and it was so good so i felt um, so you know i'm just not able to connect like how come he was able to make teesri kasam which was so good but then not able to make anubhav which was like 4 years later so yeah yeah i was watching it and i was like oh my god i don't like this movie at all <laughs> I I like everything about the movie especially the way he's directed it is amazing you know uh, I love how he uses like radio and radio ads it's just playing in the background and you keep hearing you know all the radio ads I'm pretty sure if somebody grew up in the 70s they would be like fully nostalgic over the ads and everything obviously we can't you know for us you know I think it would be something like how 90s is for us you know I think somehow 70s because we are nostalgic about every decade <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
So moving on to the next movie, which is Avishkar. And this one had Rajesh Khanna and Sharmila Tagore. And another like golden pair, super hit pair. And uh, Rajesh Khanna also won the filmfare for best actor for this movie. Yeah, I think this was well deserved. So well deserved. I mean, filmfare only gets a bad rep after 90s. Yeah. Right? Till then, it was all fine. And this was also a box office hit, you know, surprisingly, because this is one of those movies which usually people would not think and yeah so this one I liked in pieces but there are certain scenes that are like etched in my brain and they will never leave Yay. why don't you give the synopsis for this movie as well and this is about married couple who are celebrating their second anniversary so the whole story is shot in like one night that night and it's about how uh it's really kind of it's too real because it, the whole movie is shot in you know in a span of one night so they're just sitting in the bedroom and whatever scenes they are shown are all scenes that they are just sitting and just you know thinking so it's mostly flashbacks I love this movie I I mean there were like there are pieces of it which I friend were dragging I remember I gave you the analogy like this is a movie like broccoli you know you're supposed to <laughs> like it <laughs> but, but there is no flavor whatsoever but by the end it was these nitty gritty details like this is where he gets the marital life so well like yes especially their fight scene i'm like laughing about it because it felt like right out of real life and when somebody will watch it they'll be like i am not exaggerating i felt this was the first time when someone got a marital fight mm. on point right like it was right on the border of when it's toxic and it's you know you're like you hate that person yeah. right next to you and you're yeah. like i hate you I cannot stand you kind of thing I yeah so there is a scene where sharmila tagore's character whose name is mansi and i love this name mansi and i feel like it suits sharmila tagore for some reason and uh, rajesh khanna is uh, amar and mansi and amar have had this really torturous evening and you know they can't just seem to get on the same page no matter what he says she doesn't get it no matter what he she says he doesn't get it and they're like on each other's nerves and they have like a i think a year old baby in the mix as well and there's this one point when naturally Rajesh Khanna gets up and starts smoking a cigarette and you know like all good wives they hate it and he's smoking and she comes and like literally comes close to his face and flicks that cigarette then he lights another one and then she flicks it and and he lights another one and she flicks it this is the third time and you are you know this tension is building you know like they are going to explode and you know they can't help it like help themselves like like you are nervous watching that you're nervous because this seems so real and the way they both acted it the way the scene was built it was so real and they're like totally on each other's nerves and i think till that point i was like on the line of like okay do i like this movie do i not like this movie mm. but after that scene i was like okay i like this movie because <laughs> i was able to connect with that scene so much and even the other thing like that was the highlight for me but everything else like the way they get on each other's yeah. nerves is like oh my god so you know on their anniversary night remember their friend drops by you know to wish yeah. them and then he sees that the house is dark and you know mansi is not as happy as one should be on their anniversary and i don't know it's just so real it's it's that awkward moment as a couple you know when you're married you know exactly what's going on you know when you when a friend visits and then you guys are not on the same page <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, even that was done so well. Just really, really nice. And also after the marriage, the end of the movie is that it's daybreak. And then in India, early morning, the first person that you see is the Dudwala. You know, the milkman. Yeah. So, you know, he rings the bell and then she gets up and goes. And it's, it's so real because that is how, that's how fights end, you know, in a marriage. It's not like a right. discussion you have. Some, sometimes it just, it's... It's another day, it's the next day and you know, you are just... And you just get on with yeah, it, right? Exactly. Like you have to, like even, that's how it is, like when you, even when you're fighting and you know now you have to go, you are still going to be like, okay, what do you want to have for breakfast? Or we're out of milk, we need to go get milk, you know? Yeah, yes. or we need to go do this. It's like, you just get on with it. Like fights just get tabled. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, real life comes in the way. And you know, that's that's also part of being married. And I feel like, you know, marital relationship is something that is so hard to kind of show on screen. You know, it's really, really tough. And director, to an extent, has to kind of bear his soul. And uh, looks like, you know, this movie was kind of based on his relationship with his wife, the director's wife. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And also the house that, you know, the whole movie is shot in is actually the director's house. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't it interesting that, like, I've always wondered this about a lot of people, like a lot of creators who write or direct or do, you know, any form of creativity. Hmm. And they're able to portray life from a perspective where they're able to actually like so clearly Basu Bharachari can see a married life and he can see the woman's point of view as much as a man's point of view because in this you don't feel like you know you don't feel the movies from Rajesh Khanna's point of view or Sharmila's point of view. They both are grey in this movie but then they're never able to like see their own lives and correct it like you know yeah on his personal front his relationship with his wife I think it was abusive and the wife left him you're right it's yeah it is surprising because you can name a lot of people like that right creative people yeah yeah and they don't have their own life in order but they're able to see and write about life so accurately okay so moving on to the next and the last of the three movies and the marital dramas is Grah Pravesh which came out in 1979 and this was starring Sanjeev Kumar and Sharmila Tagore and Sarika so a couple of years later he brought Sanjeev Kumar from one movie and Sharmila Tagore from the other movie and threw Sarika in it so this is uh, another marital drama this movie is about an extramarital affair and how a wife when she comes to know about this other woman how she deals with it and what she does about it so yeah you know all of these movies what makes them like the story is just husband and wife right what makes them interesting is the point of view Mm. and what he's trying to convey out of the three Grey Pravesh was my favorite of the three movies because I feel like by the end I think he got a handle on his writing and this was the strongest script out of the three and the screenplay was very straightforward linear you able to follow his thought process along with the story because I think the other two movies they go back and forth back and forth so many in so many places but not in this order of thought like the the way he wants to narrate it you know the characters are thinking something but they're not thinking in the same way the story is moving so that's why I felt like the last two were not on point as much uh, but I felt like in Grey Pravesh he really got his act together because this one I loved I was like okay I had seen uh, except for Anubhav I had seen Avishkar and Grey Pravesh but Grey Pravesh I would seen again like last year I don't know why I did that I don't know that huh just randomly I watched Grey Pravesh and then I watched it again and I was like oh it was 
as good as watching it the first time so yeah what did you think about sarika sarika um she was okay i mean i she's a great actress i mean i really like her acting so other than that i felt like the first part where you know she's like this sexy babe where everybody in the office is dying to get a glimpse of her that act it was unbelievable like i felt like uh, you know i felt like even she wasn't comfortable doing that <laughs> but then the later part when you know sanjeev kumar and when they are actually in love and they have an affair um, i felt she kind of was just herself and she was just comfortable and you know i could see that as well yeah i actually liked her i felt like it wasn't as much as that the office was gaga over her because of her sexuality or because she was hot it was just that she was different and you know everybody else in the office was wearing a sari or was more traditional and she was the only one who was just wearing a sleeveless top i felt like that kind of said so much more that they you didn't even have to be very much like you know wearing revealing clothes or anything which is the case even today right she's just not wearing a sari or salwar kameez and that's just and has blue eyes or maybe is a little modern uh in her body language or approach to life and i you know how this sh- later she says that she just lives with a friend and is working and she doesn't live with her family so all of these things in 1979 were so out of the ordinary right she was cute looking like even neck up i liked how the story moved and i like i actually liked her as well like you usually end up hating the other woman right mm. so i was not hating her i felt like you know she's got her point of view like y- over here if you had to hate somebody it would be sanjeev kumar like you know all the blame like the it's his marriage he's supposed to be responsible about it so i was like that is that is an achievement in itself that i don't hate the other woman because i usually hands down always hate the other woman like <laughs> i always have to be on the side of the married woman right oh <laughs> i as a married woman i feel like oh this to all married women I have to be on their side <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> So Grahpravesh is is actually literally housewarming. So you know you would think that the whole story is about a couple you know trying to buy a house or whatever, right? But but the whole point of the movie was about a home. It's more than just a house, you know, more than just a physical building. It's about home. They never really buy a house or move into a new house. It's just the same old house that they live in, rented house. But it's about the changes, you know, metaphorically also because you know Sharmila Tagore kind of changes herself and then changes the house that she lives in as well. Like literally, you know, she paints the house and everything. I, I had- I thought that was interesting that you know she puts in so much effort to change the house get it painted like organize it clean it up for the other woman so that when she comes and sees this house she doesn't feel like you know it's such a also a desi thing to do but also such a woman <laughs> thing to do to like oh you know someone's coming home let's clean yeah. this up <laughs> and also i really like the way she handled it as as well in the sense that she tells kya sanjeev kumar to bring her home bring the other woman home the reason she gives is really nice she says that she keeps seeing you outside the house and in the office so she hasn't seen this side of you right the house side you know when he's at home you know she should also see that but obviously she has an ulterior motive and it actually works <laughs> yeah i think it's also because she knows her husband more than her husband knows which is often the case with a lot of us right sometimes they think they know what they want but they don't know what they want <laughs> they really don't yeah <laughs> uh, so i feel like this was such a great way to make her point right like she got lucky as well right what if he really did like her and left yeah. her because that also happens but uh in this case i liked yeah and her point was right and i think she knew she knew that what her husband is getting attracted towards and i love the last scene i love the scene where you know sarika is there and 
Sanjeev Kumar is gone in the bedroom to change and then Sharmila goes to bring him out and she just goes and touches his like fixes his collar and whatnot and says that uh, you know yeah she's a nice girl you'll be happy with her and I'll leave you tomorrow and then she just goes away and then I love the ending also when you know Sanjeev Kumar is going to drop her and they're supposed to cross the road but they don't cross the road and after crossing the road Sarika realizes that he's not there and just from across the street they wave each other like I'm narrating this scene because I really love this scene because that's a really they're not talking you know it's not like they have a discussion about why they're separating or why they should not be together you know it's nothing it's just this little scene where there's a wedding band right which is yeah I was just gonna say yeah so there's so much metaphoric uh, value like setting over here like exactly what you said like a Hindu wedding there's a band that crosses the street so that is crossing which is kind of symbolic towards that you know the marriage he is leaving behind he would have to leave behind and then also the crossing of the street he did not cross you know like so in like Hindu mythology there would be something like Lakshman Rekha which is like a metaphor for never crossing that invisible line in your marriage you know there's always like okay uh, you can flirt a little bit you can do this and that but then is this very invisible line you cross and you're over the edge so like he's did not cross the street with her so that is kind of like metaphorically talking about not crossing although he crossed very many other lines <laughs> but but this final line he did not <laughs> yeah, but the final line he did not so yeah so all of these like you know when you start decoding the mm. the movie and what what does all of this mean what does painting of the house mean what does bringing the other woman mean and also in Avishkar you know it's the little things I think that is why that is what I like the most about this director just the little little things that he's paid so much attention to right so even yeah. Avishkar the light they have in front of the house near the main door it's written on top of the light it says Amar Mansi Ka Ghar yeah and it's it's just so sweet because you know it's such a visual thing you know there are a lot of scenes where they just show that and you know that it's this couple's own little world and what's going on in the world and I like all these little touches that this director gives yeah yeah and I like their uh, you know when they show the before and after scenes like how it was in the early days of their wedding it, now we're talking about Avishkar we moved but even in Grey Pravesh they do that when they're showing in all of these uh, movies when he's showing before and after before and after it kind of puts a good uh, you know it shows you what the world was and what they were expecting out of mm-hmm. their married lives yeah. and then where they have landed so you kind of get the get an idea about why there is so much discontentment or you know why are they not satisfied yeah exactly because even in Anubhav when the ex-boyfriend comes into the picture obviously she there's nothing going on you know they don't even meet each other you know Uh, but the ex-boyfriend happens to be a colleague of her husband so even that scene it's always the case right when you see your ex-boyfriend you always sometimes wonder what if you know yeah and then Sanjeev Kumar finds out about their relationship and you know obviously he asks her why he why she never told him about him and then the truth comes out she says that he gave me so much happiness even in in those six months of whatever you know relationship they had previously uh, that you are never able to give so you know truth comes out in different ways obviously in a, in a marriage yeah in this context you know it, it takes an ex-boyfriend you know to kind of make the husband realize what what he's not giving the wife right 
So how would you describe Basu Bhattacharya's storytelling style? I think his his style is about like immersing us into their relationship. All the little things like their house itself, you know, every house that was shown in the movie is is a character. You know, it it's a it's it's just a part of that couple. Right. The house is a home. It's it's only a home, you know, when when you make it a home, right? So so he he uses the house a lot. Yeah. Um, everything in the house, yeah. Yeah, and I felt like his storytelling comes out of like just a slice of life and I feel he is not so much interested in telling where these characters are going or what mm-hmm. is going to happen in future like you have absolutely no idea where they are headed he, he kind of stays in the present his his storytelling stays very much in today and just he gives you a glimpse of how they got here so he constantly kind of giving you references to how he got here how they but there is no meet cute or there's no like you know the struggle of getting married or struggle of their love or anything like that so he kind of picks a situation whatever situation it might be from their lives and then just stays within that world of that situation which is very unique to him yeah which i have also felt in his other movies like even in the you know sparsh or astha or wherever he has always stayed with just one thing which is so hard to do i feel like because you know you get bored like people would get bored why would i be interested in just this one aspect of someone's day so to say like yeah so that's very unique to him so what did you think about how uh, the characters were written about the men and women as husband and wife or even as just men and women so when you're watching his movies like you know the three movies that we we just mentioned uh, you don't feel like you know it's it's kind of written from you know a man's point of view or a woman's point of view it's just about a relationship and it's almost it's very hard to say but i feel like it's almost like a neutral voice would would you agree i would yeah it's almost as if a narrator is just narrating you yeah you know so it has so that person has no gender he's just observing a marriage that's happening and he's just portraying that so that is what i feel like you know when i watch his movies yeah it's not about taking sides it's just a story that is told and in fact it's almost like you know as a you kind of come up with you know your own judgment your own take on you know things that's happening in that world he doesn't tell you what to feel or you know what to think yeah i agree i think uh, i was not able to find any sexist or a flaw or anything in any of the movies neither in the other movie that i watched the teesri kasam mm. but there is one scene in avishkar which is between sharmila and rajesh khanna they are sitting in the park and he's just talking with her about god knows what like they're having this one of their philosophical conversation and he's like women are weaker than men in every scenario and i was like the moment i heard that i was like say what now <laughs> He's like aurat mard se har tarika se kam hai I'm like okay and then he goes like but sirf ek cheez hai jo se something mahan bana deti hai ya upar le jati hai but there is just one thing that makes the woman greater or you know something I forget that exact word and then she's like ki wo maa ban sakti hai is that she can become a mother and I was like I am going to strangle this guy <laughs> I know I was like this character was going so well like you know he I could tell he's aggressive he's very uh, vicious towards his wife right now and all of that but i could see where it's coming from right they're just frustrated in their married life and they have a newborn so clearly you know the tensions are up 
बट द मोमेंट ही सेट दैट कि औरत हर एरिया में इतने यू नो एंड ही सेट इट विद सो मच कन्विक्शन एंड शर्मिला टेगोर इज लिस्निंग इम्पार्टिंग सम रियली वर्ड ऑफ विजडम टू शर्मिला थैंक यू फॉर शेयरिंग दीज जेम्स विद मी लाइक दीज वर्ड्स so i was like okay crazy so yeah but other than that like everything else was acceptable or didn't cross the line of like being crazy whatever oh well but yeah that was the only sexist thing i saw okay let's go to our favorite thing fashion yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's a slice of life movie and he always portrays upper middle class uh, except bra pravesh which is not about upper middle class people but i think he stays very true to uh, even their clothes it's very real it's exactly what somebody would wear if they belong to that strata of society uh, so yeah it's very true to life and obviously Shamla Tagore oh my god she can never go wrong <laughs> she looks gorgeous <laughs> i know she wears anything and i i really i was watching these movies back to back right and i was just looking at her do one thing to another and then i watched and i was like this is she's a goddess like we need to pray to her like this is this should be <laughs> she's so good like especially in avishkar oh my god she nails it she nails it like she is so good she is gorgeous you know they're all just wearing simple clothes you know there's no makeup or you know anything and it just it's just beautifully done like basic cotton saree i think in uh, avishkar and grah pravesh the the dressing is very very simple because they are showing like middle lower middle class and not showing however in the first movie anubhav you see better sarees like although the movie is in black and white so you don't get to see the color or anything but you can still tell that tanuja is wearing really beautiful printed sarees and she looks stunning gorgeous and men were men they were wearing whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they were in sync with the style like sanjeev kumar's wardrobe as a upper middle class in anubhav and as a lower middle class in grah pravesh you can see the difference you can see and you can see how it drastically changes from when they go to work and when they come home yeah. they look so put together the shirts are ironed the suits are you know absolutely fitted and everything but as soon as they come home they are like blah <laughs> Okay, next would be music. Music for all three movies was by Kanu Roy, who was a music director as well as an actor, but we have not heard much about him. And I don't remember anything about the music from this movie. When you speak about music, I think in all the three movies it's not like a typical, you know, Bollywood movie where you have at least three or four songs. A couple of movies just have like even just one song and they're just playing in the background. Yeah, there are no dance numbers. Or- and also the music itself is very very classical. Like Hindustani classic type yeah. of uh, songs, which goes really well with the aesthetics of the kind of movies that he makes. True that. Okay, last but not the least, let's uh, just talk about the titles themselves because the titles are not really directly indicative of the movie's story. So, Anubhav. Anubhav means experience. Why do you think he named it Anubhav? So, what I think is like because it's all about, you know, the women are wanting to have a baby, right, at this stage of life. So, I feel like it's about um about the next stage of life and the experiences that comes with it that they're waiting for you know yeah <laughs> what do you think i was trying to see that is it is it is the title trying to say anubhav as in like with experience you 
learn more or you get better or is it saying that you want new experiences so you know mm, it could be either or yeah that's an interesting take but yeah it's all our interpretation next one avishkar which is the one with rajesh khana and sharmila this one i have absolutely no idea why he would say avishkar which means discovery mm. the only simplistic explanation would be that they discover or rediscover themselves but then it would be rediscover not discover <laughs> Yeah, they're not yeah, because they've already discovered for each other. Right. Maybe it's because it's a self-examination, right? The whole night they both of them are just having like the sleepless night and they're tossing and turning and thinking about their old memories. Yeah, but then he should have na- named something like, you know, on the lines of analysis or something because avishkar is like a word which is genuinely used for invention and discovery of course but if you invent something or you really discover something like because i didn't even feel like they discovered each other like you know yeah. if by the end of the movie they had found something new about each other or learned something new about each other i would have understood why it's called avishkar because they found something new but this like they just slept and then the fight ended and then they went on with the day and you know they gave flowers to each other or whatever and i was like okay i really didn't understand why would he name i i didn't get the logic maybe somebody can maybe just ask him oh but he's no more sorry <laughs> Yeah, when we <laughs> maybe he maybe he should have named it like vishleshan or something, which means analysis. <laughs> yeah, But, oh, wow, <laughs> that sounds like a very tough Hindi question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and the third one is obviously grah pravesh. Yeah. Okay, so like how you already said that it actually means uh, housewarming. I think this was more like a metaphoric kind of a title, right? Like they are wanting to have a house and they are saving for it, but it never happens. And I think they discover that house is where the heart is. Yeah, home is where the heart is. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of apt. You know, it works. Yeah, you kind of get it. Like, yeah, it makes sense. I would still say like his his uh, titles are very pulled out of thin air kind of. You know, the movie could be named anything else. Like what I'm trying to say is like, you know, when because there is no song connecting the <laughs> title to the movie, there are no dialogues per se connecting the title to the movie. So it's just like you know he could have woken up and said i just want to name my movie whatever i want to name yeah <laughs> it would be that so yeah so we are done with our episode on basubharachare when i had started with anubhav i was like this is going to be a tiresome <laughs> yeah when she texted me saying that oh i was really looking forward to you know and we watching the movie because i absolutely enjoyed it and then she texted me saying that god this is so boring and not my cup of tea i was like oh my god i don't know how it's going to go but i'm glad you like the other two he saved himself in your eyes but having said that if people are not into marital dramas and you know but that should not deter you from basubharachare movies because he has done some amazing work if nothing else watch teesri kasam it is not on marital dramas and it is really good but other than that yeah definitely a unique filmmaker uh, with his own uh, distinct point of view and voice and yeah i'm glad i watched these movies yeah and it's all all three of them are on youtube so oh yeah legally 
I'm always partial to any relationship movie. I'm fascinated with human relationships in general and especially marital relationship because you know it's very relatable to me. Any even books on marriage, you know, not self-help books, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a soft corner for all these movies and yeah, this guy's movies are really good. Anyway, that's about it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we are done with this episode. We'll be back in two weeks with another because just because we can. And you can stay in touch with us on Twitter at MovieWalaPod and on Instagram at MovieWalaPodcast. We'll see you guys. Bye. Bye.